0: Alicia, thank you, Ron, for opening our service so beautifully, so consciously, so intentionally. There's something that I think I heard. Good morning, heart and soul. Good morning. I something I heard. In, at least I think I heard. You know what I mean. Sometimes I'm not clear if it was in my mind or in the universe, or just something is going on in there. So let me pause and say, from my heart to yours, good morning. And I'm so glad that we're here together. What I thought I heard Felicia say is uh, uh, voicing gratitude and thanksgiving for everything required for the effectiveness of the service. Girl, you don't even know what you're talking about. Can I just say that? That the effect, everything that is required for the effectiveness of the service includes my healing. It includes divine revelation. It includes my getting out of my own way. It includes a requirement that I stand in a place where I am accessible to the divine. Everything required is that we be willing, all of us, that we be willing to be present to, not physically present, even though physically present is a real thing, but be present, too, in our, our awareness. Look, <laughs> we's on an adventure in faith. And evidence of that, for me, there, there's just the day is full to overflowing with opportunities for me to see that I'm an ad, on an adventure in faith. Now, it always has been, You know, life still unfolds the way life unfolds, offering everything required for the journey and the stuff you didn't want to take on the journey. What's different is my awareness that I'm on an adventure in faith. So, look, on Friday, part of my morning includes the Paul Eugene workout. Can I just say I'm loving that? I am really loving just having a regular time and I make up in my mind that we know that we're, each other is there. You you know what I mean? That like it's a group activity, but it's done via webinar, so we don't see each other, but I just make up that we're all there. And so sometimes when I'm feeling like, "Eh, I don't know, I think, oh, they're going to be there. And then I make up that even though they don't know whether I'm there, they are expecting me to be there. And so that is just that, that little extra push. I know y'all don't need no push. Y'all just are self-motivated. You are self-inspired. You are way more disciplined than I. So y'all don't need this. But I, on the other hand, I need a little extra discipline on the part of they're going to expect me to be there. I got to be there because rather than just because it's for my highest and best. That has not always been enough to motivate and inspire me. And so all of this is working together in a new way for me. So on Friday morning, just as I was doing my little click in the way that I log in, log on, I heard just water like a fountain. Now I live alone, and I thought, I don't have no fountain up here. And fortunately, I... I, rotate between, lately, doing it downstairs where I have a large screen, which means I have to do do a different kind of setup, or just doing it from my smaller monitor upstairs with my laptop. So I was right upstairs, which is right next to the bathroom. So I thought, well, what could that be? (laughs) Nothing's happening, I'm in here. I go over there and there's water everywhere. Now, there was a time in my life when that would have ruined my whole day, maybe the weekend, maybe the next week, just, you you understand what I'm saying? Because everything's wet. I didn't have a, not a thought. I had other stuff to do that day, which was
1: really enough
0: for me to be planning to do. But this was like an unscheduled thing that required my immediate attention and attention I didn't want to give it. I hope you're hearing me. I'm not just trying to tell y'all a little story in my life. I'm really telling you about how adventure in faith unfolds, but it doesn't come with a label on it. I didn't hear anything that said, this isn't, it looks like water all over the place, but it's really an adventure in faith. But I was willing because I'm looking through new lens. So I'm thinking there's something in here. So, I was able, anyhow, it just, it ended up working out magnificently. It was just, I got to watch the way something can unfold when you get out of its way. The way a thing can unfold with with some ease and grace when the thing itself does not seem to contain the possibility for ease nor grace. And yet, I have to tell you the bathroom flood. Here's what I immediately, while I'm mopping up water, I thought, now after the 7 a.m. workout, I have an 8 a.m. walk. And I thought, praise God, this happened at 7 a.m. and not 8. Because I would not want to come back at 9.30. Because I heard it immediately, so I only had to clean up as much water as could flow out until I turned off the spigot. Is this making sense? So I was in gratitude. Now, see, I've never mopped in gratitude before. (laughs) Y'all probably do. So this is, I I probably shouldn't even, this is a very vulnerable share, because y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. Y'all do your chores. I know in gratitude and in thanksgiving, but this was new for me. I never mopped up no bathroom in gratitude before. But on Friday morning, I was in gratitude that this unfolded in perfect order in form. Ian Levan's aunt, our dear sister says your inner life is the cause and the source of everything that manifests around you. So all that, the the water flowing out, the extra stuff wet that you didn't want wet, the ants that appeared out of, I don't know what about the water just makes the ants. So I got to, then I got to experience the ant farm. But here's the thing, I know because this is what I'm teaching myself, what I'm training myself to perceive, that there is a message in this for me. That there's a message, but I must get myself to, to a point in consciousness where I can discern it. You see, I believe that there's always been a message in everything in my life, but I could sometimes, I so nutted up about the thing that I didn't, I couldn't even perceive that there was a message for me, an idea. It looked like it was just the stuff happening rather than that there was something more for me to know. You see, from that, this notion of seek ye first, seek ye first the kingdom, seek seek ye first an awareness of the divine. Sometimes we get caught up with the words, but I'm going to invite you to make it up. You know the spirit of the message. Don't get stuck on the details of the the semantics of it and such. You know the, the, the core of the message. And the core of the message is that there's something for you to be and thus do before you start trying to figure stuff out. So look, these words from our sister Yamla, that my inner life is the cause and the source. What I know, what I believe has everything to do with what I perceive and how I perceive it. And what I perceive and how I perceive it has everything to do with what I do next. See, this probably doesn't even apply to y'all. But I, I appreciate your patience with me. I appreciate your forbearance. I appreciate your willingness to, to know that this has nothing to do with you, but you're willing to sit with me through it. Y'all are like midwives in a sense. Say, the girl is up there birthing something. We're just going to be present to it. Yes? So look, Dr. George Washington Carver, Where there is no vision, there is no hope. Now, I'm going to, you know, I'm forever baking baklava with my non-baking self, which is my way of saying that I'm layering some things. So, so I, I always want you to be aware that the dots don't connect themselves. That's what you're here for. You're here to connect the dots so that you can make it into something you can use, yes? Okay, so he's saying where there is no vision, there is no hope. Proverbs 29 and 18, I brought you some different versions because I want us to work through this to expand our mind to what is this idea here. So in Proverbs 29 and 18, in the King James Version, and I seldom use it, but it is the one that is most familiar to most people, so I'm going to go there. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law happy is he. Now that's how the King James does it. I seldom use it because it's it's kind of complex in how it came into be. And it's very sourcing of it causes me to not want to use it all the time. I'm just saying. But I want you to see how we can work with this in a in a how we are required to use our minds in this. So in the American Standard Version, which is the version that Ernest Holmes seems to most often have referred in his work, referred to in his work, says, "Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint." <laughs> I'm going to let you do with that as you please. But, but can you see that that feels a little different? then the people perish. And I'm doing this with you because if you just say the people perish, some of us just go, okay, what's the rest of the story? Because you're not, you know what I mean? What you going to do with the people perish? But if instead the people cast off restraint, that's kind of close in your neighborhood, isn't it? I mean, I can't recall the last time somebody brought up perish in a conversation not as a dwelling, not as an experience. <laughs> Some of y'all didn't even see I'm trying to do a little something. All right, I ain't going to worry about it, though. I'm going to stay on point. I'm going to stay on point. In the Prishitta, though, it says, in the multitude of the evil ones, a people is breached. And he, the one that keeps the law, though, is, is blessed. So where there is something else that is trying to be done that is not the highest intention, we're all affected by that in some way or shape or form. Does this? However, for the one who can stay in an awareness of the truth of your being, that one's going to be all right. See, there's stuff that's going to be happening. The short of it is, is that life is unfolding in all its ways. The plumbing thing is going to happen to somebody. And the automobile thing is going to happen. And the, that's going to happen too. Whatever you just thought of to help me out. All that's going to happen. But how are you going to be in it? What are you willing to know As you are going through it, as you enter into whatever the problem, shame, blame, game is, whatever it is, how are you going to be in it? Andriette, you just talking to you, girl. That's all I know. You just, they just ear hustling back in here. (laughs) That's all this is. So look, Dr. Daniel L. Morgan master mentor offers in offers us this it's entitled reward of true vision he says wisdom is not simply adjustment or acceptance it's a vision of better things to be attained in better ways so it's not just better things it's just I'm ready for better things. Better things will be attained by the engagement of what? Better ways. If wisdom does not bring to us gentleness of spirit, love of beauty, and the firm desire to attain the good, then we've misunderstood both its substance and its purpose. I'm just saying it cannot be denied that vision the same vision that, that dr carver spoke of can, excuse me is a precious quality just as thoughts are things vision has a kind of substance and reality even though invisible to our sensory perception See, don't be fooled by the fact that you can't see it, and as you see it, that everybody don't see it the way you see it, even in the spiritually forlorn periods of history, people in their extremity, he says, have prayed for the good, recognizing that in goodness alone was their ever-present help. Good, which he makes clear is a synonym for God, is a spirit and must be worshiped in spirit, and vision lives in those who, who do its work. It cannot be divided from them. See, when you bring it, I don't even know when as a child I learned that you got to bring something to get some, somewhere on the block. Somebody made sure that I knew that it was up to me. What did Dr. What did uh, Reverend Amon say? The onus is on you. The onus is on the student. The onus is on the one who desires. Though, it's on us. No one has absolute vision, but there is vision in all people. And when they accept its guidance and become its instrument, vision, walks the earth so look i'm gonna back up because i'm gonna connect i'm gonna help you connect some dots y'all probably already have but i'm just gonna say it for those who haven't your inner life is the cause and the source of everything that manifests around you you get that right there that's how that's how vision walks the earth in your in the manifestation that's how it all comes together. So today, today I've come to ask destiny to say to you, never be afraid to love. Never be afraid to just be you, but your best self. Don't just bring the ragged, you know what I mean, don't just drag it all up in there with the, uh-uh just be you but have an intention to be your best self have an intention to forever stretch have the courage to be free look at here this is important at least for me in this moment don't cloud your eyes with others lies. see only what you want to see see the divine vision because who doesn't want to see the divine vision The all in all of it, yes. So I'm going to ask destiny to bring it to us. Destiny, Muhammad.
1: There is light.
0: Thank you, Destiny. Thank you. That was beautiful. And I needed it. Can I just say that out loud? That this reminder, you know, forgive me Liz, right, but I'm going to change just a little bit of your lyric though. Because for me, I I, I love for me and I'm calling you into The call to open your eyes and never be afraid. This open your eyes, I'm linking to vision. Open your eyes, you can fly, is is taking in vision. It doesn't mean you have to move physically. It's taking in the divine vision for you, for the world, being an opening place. So this notion of never be afraid to love, and never be afraid to just be, have the courage to be free. Don't cloud your eyes with others' lies. And then here comes my little shift on it, see only what you need to see. She writes what you want to see, but I don't know that we're sufficiently advanced, that we're sufficiently mature. I'm just, I'm just saying, I know it's projection on my part, but I'm not clear that we have the maturity to just be, to just be seeing only what we want to see. It's seeing what's for the highest and best for all concerned. That's the call, isn't it? I mean, I could be out here on my own, but my sense is that that's really the call is for us to call forth what's the highest and best for us to see, for us to know at any given time and place. So, look, here's, on this adventure in faith, I have been, I don't even know how to describe, and it doesn't matter my ministry in this moment, one, because I'm very nervous. I've been going through something that I haven't been willing to bring because I haven't known how I could bring it. I didn't trust myself to, you know, how you can say just the facts. I, I really felt that because I was, I felt hurt and was feeling some pain and be, I was in grief. I was feeling betrayed. And the thing about betrayal is. Only people cl- you, can't nobody betray you that you don't trust. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So when we say betray, it has everything to do with the connection. It it has to be some. It has to be a close connection, or we call it something else. It's not what the response is. Is this true or not? True or not? So so I was I was personally. E- experiencing this kind of whirlwind of, of grief and, and betrayal. And, and then there's all the other stuff that would show up in that. Y'all know what I'm talking about in your own lives. <sighs> and I came to see in this that there was that that I didn't want to see open your eyes. Come on, Destiny. Open my eyes so that I can then fly, so that I can be free from being held and being afraid of my own reaction. Being afraid of my own response had me rather paralyzed. In this, and this is why I was afraid, even though my ministry is one of, of, I don't know, it's real for me. So there's no way for me to just get up here and just like do somebody else's talk. You know what I mean? People publish talks, by the way. So I could just as easily get one and come in here, but I couldn't. And so I think part of this is me wanting to say, I I apologize. (laughs) Because I've kind of been up here trying to hold on to not saying what Spirit was giving me to work through to, to say in any way, shape, or form. Because I didn't trust that I could say it and not say it in a way that felt like I wasn't ready. <laughs> do, do, could you feel that? So here's what... Emmett Fox has for y'all tomorrow (laughs) I'm I'm just gonna preview it this is what Emmett Fox said for y'all to get tomorrow but I needed it before and so I'm I'm placing it right in where I am from this place and I can speak about it now because I'm not there I can speak about it now because because I can see something else I can I'm I'm no longer afraid of, of how I used to handle situations. You know, in the old church, there, there would be the time for testimony where, where folks would, would give testimony about how, how they used to do the thing. Well, there's no risk of me being on the 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock news now. There was a time when we could be in fear that you'd look up and see y'all's minister on the news. Because she wasn't as evolved. But now there's no risk that you go you can watch any channel you choose. You do not have to worry about looking like, oh Lord, there she go again. There <laughs> she go again working out stuff on TV news or on the front page of the paper and such, you know? So, so it's it's moved beyond that, but I still had had a fear that the way that I was, all of my feelings I didn't trust. I didn't trust how I'd be, what I'd do. But look at here, Emmett Fox has this for y'all tomorrow morning. Practice makes real. He says. Now, he has a little different context, but I'm going to need you to to extrapolate. I'm going to need you to expand this idea. He says that the only part of our religion that is real is the part we express in daily lives. He says, ideals that we do not act out in practice are mere abstract theories. Actually, such pretended ideals are a serious detriment. Why? Because they drug the soul. He says, if you want to receive any benefit from your religion, your religion practice, then you must practice it. And the place to practice it is when? Right here, right now. Right where you are. The time to do it is now. So I know that sometimes you like, I took that class or it's inconvenient, I'm saying take the class. Because the time, the only way to make the changes required are to be in practice. And classes are not magic. It engages us in the work. You see, if you take a five-week, eight-week, ten-week class, what does that mean? That means for five weeks or eight weeks or ten weeks, you're doing something very specific. And look at here. If you're really in the class, you're doing something more than just showing up for the class. So during that time period, you're doing something on a Tuesday class. You're doing something, I'm hoping, on Monday or the Sunday before. You're in practice. And this is key to this, because had I not been in practice, I'd have been on the news, and not for the award. <laughs> I'm just saying, because some of y'all, I know uh, the love is real. And you're thinking, well, yeah, Rev, we want you to be on. I'm not talking about that guy. I'm not talking about the front, <laughs> the front page of the paper in that vein. A writer on prayer, Emmett Fox says, he doesn't name the person. He says, that person says, need love into the bread you bake. Wrap strength and courage in the parcel you tie for the person with the weary face. Hand trust and candor. With your coin, you pay to the person with the suspicious eyes. That's the practice, isn't it? I'm going to leave this up there because I know somebody's taking a note. It's going to be available later, but some of us need it right now. We can't wait for the recap to come out to get this message, right? We need to know, I'm going to read it again, to need love into the bread you bake. Whatever it is you're fixing up, make sure it has some love in it. To wrap strength and courage in the parcel you tie for the person with the weary face to hand trust and candor can i can i just say a little something more about that that sometimes when it's trust and candor together everybody don't want to hear it so it's going to mean that you're going to have to have a level of courage and insistence upon sharing trust and candor. If you don't get it now, it's okay. You'll get it later. Isn't that what old? That's what the old folks used to tell me. Oh, it, okay. I get you. You do want. You can't get it right now. That it, it's no worry, honey. Don't we worry about it? Cause this game of life is a now or later situation. You can either get it right now, or you can get it later. So I'm not worried about it. It ain't going nowhere. You can either take a note right now, meditate on it, and be transformed by it, or you can get it later on, howsoever it comes. That I know for sure. And then he ends this by saying, this sums up the practice of the presence of God. Oh, come on, Liz, right? Open your eyes. <laughs> Open your eyes. Begin to envision a new practice, a different way of being. That's where this meets me, is I realized in that moment when, when I realized what was going on in me with this, I realized that I had what I thought was a practice, but it was not, It and I would not fully integrated it enough because uh, my thoughts betrayed me. My thoughts betrayed me. I wanted it to go away. I wanted somebody else to fix it. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted when what needed to happen was me to shift. (sighs) But that's okay. Revelations 21 and 5. Behold, I make all things new, even you, baby. Even you. Even you with your little hardened heart, even you with your opinion about it, even you with your righteousness about how it needs to be, even you, behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, write, for these words are true and faithful. In the vernacular, you can set your watch to this. Because this right here is the real deal. Yes, yes. So I'm going to close this out with Dr. Daniel Morgan. Like we haven't already had enough. Somebody ought to just holler, stop, Rev, just stop. Because we help, help. (laughs) Stop some more, he says, stop some more. Oh, so Dr. Daniel Morgan says this to us. He says, commencing right now. Well, you know what? Can we do a call-and-response with this? Because this is some juicy stuff right here. Okay, so, y'all at home on mute note. Well, the people in the house, which you can hear it. This would be a good thing for everybody to hear. Take, I mean, say it loud, wherever you are. And here in the room. So, I will say it, and then if you would repeat it, please. Commencing right now, Commencing right now. I pledge to learn to change improve and enlarge my belief system to cause my health, strength, and well-being to expand and cause me to be whole in every respect and regard, to go forth to do my work in confidence And trust, knowing that whatever is necessary for me to do today, I can do and do quite well. Working, treating, and trusting. I am guided and guarded into right action. and made ready and fitted into my place in the grand scheme of things." Oh, don't let that part drag off. In the grand scheme of things. I think that that last little part is important because there really is a grand scheme. There's a grand scheme for your highest and best, for your divine evolution, for your perfect truth to be realized by your life, by the living of your life, by the demonstration of your of your caring, your, your, your active intention, your loyalty, your support, all of that, the grand scheme of things. We don't want that to just, we don't want to just drop that part out. So look, when it's all said and done, It is us honoring God in everyone. Being an instrument, being willing to be guided and to know that we're guarded. Destiny, I'm just going to invite Destiny Muhammad to give us God in everyone.
1: Everything beneath the sun breathes like a harmonium Pure perfection has begun Guided like a midnight sun Out of darkness I have come I see God in everyone Let me be an instrument around me oh while you astound me with your grace is all that I have found, oh God, let me know your name, I found you in the same breath as your word, and God, I feel you all around me, oh how you astound me with your grace, spinning a prayer feels within all ezekiel's wheels nothing like a kiss seals this being i become knowing what i'm here for standing on distant shores nothing like a kiss knows god in everyone knowing what i'm here for spinning like a prayer wheel nothing like a kiss Seals the spirit I become And knowing what I'm here for Standing on the distant shores Going with the infinite God in everyone Oh God in everyone God, let me know your name I feel you in the same breath As your word feel you all around me. Oh, while you astound me with your grace. Oh, and God, let me know your name. I feel you in the same breath as your word. And God, I feel you all around me. Oh, while you astound
0: You know, I I love the the sense of immediacy, if not urgency, about commencing right now. Mm -hmm. And so just bring your spirit to, it's okay if you are gazing at the computer screen or television screen so that you're seeing these words because these are empowering words. It's okay if you choose to just allow your eyelids to close and just be present to it. What I know is that there is a power, a divine presence that I call the living one, the strong one that has hundreds of names by people around the universe all over the planet who are referring to the living one the strong one also i refer to it as divine source all of the other names are unique to the people who want to call it that the master teacher yeshua that the world ultimately came to call jesus simply said abba Abba, just father But each of us gets to decide what it is for us, but what we know is that there is a sense of immediacy in us speaking a word of peace, of love, of knowing, of being willing to know the truth and to know that we know the truth. So I am going to read it now, and you can read along or or just allow it to bathe over you. And we'll use this as the center to the prayer. And so I know and I know that I know that there is one life and that that life is whole and it's perfect and it's complete. And what I know about that life that is whole and perfect and complete is that it's the life of the living one, the strong one. Allah, Jehovah, it's by any name. It's the all in all, it's divine source. And it is manifest, it is unfolding as my life, as her life, as his life, as their life. It is unfolding as all life, in all life. And because I know that's true, I stand empowered, empowered to speak this word, these words written by Dr. Daniel L. Morgan many moons ago, declaring that commencing right now, I pledge to learn, to change, improve, and enlarge my belief system to cause my health, my strength, and my well-being to expand, to expand beyond whatever limited idea I have ever had of it, ever before. That right now something else can happen because I'm changing my mind. I'm opening my heart. And this change, this change causes my health, my strength, my well-being to expand and to cause me to be whole in every respect. It's a, change, a chain reaction, a chain reaction that causes me to be whole in every respect and in every regard. That I go forth and do my work in confidence and in trust in the divine knowing that whatever is necessary for me to do this day, that I can do it, and I can do it quite well. And not only can I and do I, but I know that it is mine to do. I am compelled to do my best. Working, treating, trusting, I'm guided and guarded into right action. to do whatever is mine to do, to say whatever is mine to say, to not say that that is not mine to say, to not do that that is not mine to do. I am right on point. Open and available to divine spirit and made ready and fitted into my place in the grand scheme of all things. All things, my life, The life of the divine has space for me in this grand scheme. The perfect unfolding, the destiny of my life, my purpose, my mission. Oh, I just rejoice. I rejoice in my awareness of the all good. That surrounds and enfolds me, that is lifting me, that is breathing me, that is being me. And I know that this is true for all of us. I'm not the only one being breathed by the breath of the divine. We all are being breathed by the breath of the divine, and we are all breathing the breath of the divine. We are in this love together. And so I speak this word, these words written by Dr. Daniel Morgan that are true and right for us to know and to practice. And so it is an absolute perfect gratitude for his wisdom, for the divine availability of this truth that I can know it right now, that I can share it that we can know it, that we can share it, that we can be transformed in the knowing of this truth. Oh, I give thanks that somebody is literally healed by this, that someone's heart is sufficiently open, that they are transformed in just the perfect way for their life. And that this is true for so many, that this, This law of transitivity, as it were, is applied and so much more happens out of our willingness to let go and let the divine, to let go and let source, to let go and allow this truth to unfold in absolute perfect order and So in gratitude and thanksgiving, I release this word. It is turbocharged with the intention of Dr. Dan. It is turbocharged with my intention. It is turbocharged by our willingness to join in knowing that this truth is healing, but only healing according to our application. So in gratitude, I give thanks for those who are applying it. And I let it be, releasing this word into the perfect activity of law. I let it go, knowing that it's done and done well. And so I ask that anyone who has heard some truth or something they can apply in this treatment, that they might join me in saying, Ashe, Amen. And so it is. And we'll continue to know that love matters.